Before we continue, one of the ways we keep all of our content for you, the listener, free of charge is our amazing sponsors, and today, Anchor is one of those sponsors. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcasts right from your phone or computer. Anchor is going to distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and everywhere podcasts are listened to, and you can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Hey, After Buzzers, welcome to the official after show for American Vandal Season 2. Who is the turd burglar? Tonight, we'll be taking a deeper look into the cases built against Kevin Shitstain McLean and Demarcus Tillman. This season has been a wild and crazy investigation, but in the wise words of Sam Eklund, poop is funny. So stay tuned. You're tuned in to AfterBuzz TV, the ESPN of TV talk. Now, let the buzz begin. Uh, yes. There's going to be so much shit talk going on. We, should have, we just have like a little jar every time we say that. Just put a penny in. Love it. All right. I love it. Hey, AfterBuzz, thank you again for tuning in to the American Vandal After Show. We've got so much good content coming your way. I'm Veronica Valencia, and joining me today, we have a lovely group of panels. Hello, guys. I'm Sam Davidson, and if you by chance are in the live chat, let me know and uh, tell us what's up. Hello, everyone. I am Rivette Soro. Great. And coming up later in the show, we will be breaking down our after shows based on suspects. So tonight, again, it'll be based primarily around Kevin and Demarcus. But don't worry, because we'll also be talking the brownout, the poop pinata, the shit launcher. And we have a very few of our own shitty true crime stories coming your way. But before we get into any of that... Ladies, this is season two. Mm-hmm. You know, season one was all about dick drawings. Mm-hmm. What did we think about this new story, this new investigation that drew in Peter and Sam? Well, I, okay, so my brother and I, I got him to watch this, the first season of the show, and it's kind of our thing, and we love poop. Like, my, <laughs> uh, it's my, I literally said to my brother when it came out, I go, this was made for us. I swear they must have been hacking in our text messages about just talking about the show. I thought the premise was really funny. I really, though, did miss some of the characters from the first season, you know, mm-hmm. of course. Mm-hmm. Dylan, played by Jimmy Tatro, who is, I just, I'm obsessed with him, and I miss some of them. I liked this season a lot. It didn't draw me in as much as season two or season one did, but nonetheless, I thought it was hilarious and absurd, extremely immature, ridiculous. There's a lot of people that like poop jokes. It's just (laughs) there's a whole lot of people out there. So some people might think this is the most disgusting thing they've ever seen, and I completely understand that. Mm -hmm. But for people like me, and hopefully you guys, um, I very much enjoyed it. (laughs) You agree with Sam? Um, you know, I didn't think they could top season one with the dick drawing. I thought that was gold. I miss Dylan. Like you said, he was probably the best character. I don't think they could top him. But nothing is as cringeworthy to me than poop. Like seeing those scenes where students are literally in their lockers, in the trash can, like at school, all over the place pooping. I was cringing, but it was like... I couldn't look away. It was, like, mm-hmm. so cringeworthy that I just, like, had to keep watching. I don't know. Like, I was really grossed out, though, but, like, mm-hmm. I loved it at the same time. Yeah. Are you guys big fart people, too? I'm sorry. This is just the... <laughs> this is the show at this point. I mean... 
Like, it, like I think it is one of the It comes same. with poop. Yeah, the yeah. poop and fart jokes. Like, if you're a fan of all of that, and it's one of those things. It doesn't even need to be that funny. But it's just, it. you do it, and it's like someone, like, like pinches you, and you, or tickles <laughs> you, and you just laugh. You can't help it. Oh, it's, it was so great. I, I'm with you, Rivette, in the sense that it was, at first, I was a little surprised. I was like, wow, there's poop everywhere. <laughs> this is crazy. Because, obviously, with the dicks, it was just drawing dicks, and it was more... I don't want to say calm, but it was a little bit more tame in the scenes that we were being given. This one just absolutely went for it, but I thought it was hysterical just because of the way that the investigation plays out and then just even the fact, like, poor people are, you know, pooping in their lockers and people are walking through these halls. I'm like, how are y'all not puking at the smell of all the shit on the ground? Yeah, I mean, I will say that this did have a real effect on people, and if you give somebody too many laxatives, like, they can die, so... Not always that fun. So don't do that. <laughs> All right. So let's start off with the very beginning, kind of, where we talk about... So Peter and Sam have basically gotten a lot of success off of their Vimeo American Vandal from season one. They got a Netflix deal. Yay! Woo! I mean, I love it. It is so meta, too, this yeah, show. It's one of the I things I it. like about it so much. Mm. I love it because I literally didn't know that it was a mockumentary and not an actual documentary. Stop it's so it. well done. Yes, and the, the way they did it was just genius. Like, oh, we got a Netflix deal, and all that stuff really did happen. So I literally had to second-guess myself, like, wait, this is fake, right? Like, they did it <laughs> so well. <laughs> And so they are a lot of, I don't know if you girls noticed, but a lot of what they were getting uh, emails about were just more dick drawing incidents, more dick drawing crimes. Mm -hmm. But this one was completely different. And then when Chloe reached out, Peter was like, we should definitely go this one because of the situation that it was. So they get there and basically they find out about the brownout, the tainted lemonade, everyone's pooping themselves. I think we already kind of covered that. And that kind of brings us along to our very first suspect with Kevin McLean, because his be formal or former best friend at this point, Tanner Bassett, sells him out. What was our first initial reaction of Kevin? That he was, I forget the character's name in season one, but you know who I'm talking about, the the guy that essentially everyone... Alex Tromboli. Alex Tromboli. I oh, love him! Yes. Genius you. <laughs> he's the new Alex Tromboli, except he's a little less charming weirder than Alex Tromboli. Um, mm-hmm. I thought, of course, this is probably a red herring because you don't just come out with it right away. But it made me think of a kid is just straight up admitting to that there is way more to this story. Mm-hmm. I just thought it was the classic, you know, bullied kid. Because in the first season, we saw Dylan, who was just like the badass kid, and he people would think he would do this. I thought this was going to be a lesson of, you know, don't bully kids. Little did I know, you know, obviously they wouldn't have given that away in the first <laughs> episode. But I, I just thought he was classic bullied kid who lashed out. See, my first initial reaction, oh, just Kevin as a character, I was like, you're kind of a smartass. Like, I don't, I don't know. Like, I liked it, but, you know, him with his tease. He's the fruit ninja. Yes. Which he apparently really loves doing. But, yeah, to, to your point, Revet, and to you, Sam, the, the police kind of try and make it out to seem like, oh, he's been bullied. Like, this was a vindictive crime that only someone who was deeply bullied could carry out. But as the Kevin tries to say, like, he doesn't feel bullied. He likes being the fruit ninja. He likes tease. He likes the attention. Do we believe him? I did. 
I think some people are just and when I say weird, I typically mean it as a compliment, honestly. Mm-hmm. I I think he's just a, an oddball and I did believe him and I will just say, I mean, I probably shouldn't admit this, but I always admit things on air that I shouldn't, so let's do it again. <laughs> I have always had this fantasy ever since Wedding Crashers um, of p- slipping laxative or what he did in, in the movie um, was uh, eye drops into someone's drink that I don't like, which makes them poop their pants. So, you know, <laughs> and especially... <laughs> <laughs> and it's, like it's really and everyone that knows me knows this um i actually i'm, I'm gonna i need to write this down i'm gonna talk about it again but there's an awesome <laughs> gift that you can give someone also that has to do with these things and i want to do it very badly and everyone about me knows those things um so i did get it and i got why the police immediately go oh you're a kid that's bullied i mean they don't want to deal with this shit for that much longer Quite literally. (laughs) But it's like, let's get this case closed. It's a bullied kid. It's, Mm -hmm. you know, topical. I did initially think he was bullied, but then when he came out and said, hey, you know, I like kids dressing up as me for Halloween. I am the fruit ninja. I do this for fun. I believed him, too, because he genuinely does not care. And I think it goes to your point, Sam, where you said he's weird, I think it's in a good way because he just doesn't care. He enjoys it, but I'm not sure if that means he's not bullied or he is bullied and he just doesn't realize it or doesn't care. He's definitely teased, probably bullied, but to your point, Rebecca, he probably doesn't care. I believed him just because as we are seeing and as the show kind of dives into is the police are feeding him. They're trying to make him feel like believe that he did it so that he can confess so that they could be done the school can be done Kevin can be done just so that everyone can be ridden of the turd burglar and the brownout so when he confessed it was pretty shocking but let's rewind a little bit into one of the the big things that Tanner pointed out and that the police are really trying to go in on which is the horchata Oh, the horchata. You know, basically, he runs into Father Buckley and replaces his lemonade with the horchata because it's the superior drink. <laughs> what did we think of this moment? Did we did we find this suspicious or did we think from what we knew at Kevin at this point, oh, this just seems like Kevin? Well, I mean, I think it kind of at this at the time was like, well, he did it because he felt bad and or mm-hmm. and he didn't want to feel bad. I, I thought it was hilarious, though, and it kind of showed to me that he could be a real suspect. But again, at the beginning of a show, episode one, you can't really just be like, he did it and that's it. What else is supposed mm-hmm. to happen? Exactly. I do think it was genuine. Like we said, Kevin Kevin is a different sort of kid. He didn't want, you know, he felt bad about knocking over Brother Buckley's drink and in his mind, he really believes, yes, you know, the horchata is what a dollar and fifty cents more. Yeah. And he really believes that this this cinnamon is so superior. And he <laughs> that's his way of showing Brother Buckley like <laughs> I did not, you know, I feel so bad and you know, please accept this as my sorry. And I really think he genuinely was sorry for that. I would agree. Because that's just, from what we know about Kevin at this point, that's what it, who he seems like. Now, this seems like a very damning piece of evidence, just because, you know, it seemed very strange that he went out of his way to knock over the lemonade and then replace it with the horchata. So that seemed, you know, very suspect-like. 
But let's talk about the other instances that come up in this case, which is the shit launcher and the poop pinata. Which, oh, <laughs> the poop pinata, honestly, that is one of the, I think, the funniest parts of the entire season. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, no, that's just so gross. So shitty. Oh, it was really <sighs> shitty. See, the shit launcher was also probably really gross, but the fact that it seemed like it came out in more of a dust form as opposed to like a um, squishy <laughs> texture. You know what I mean? It, that one seemed a little less gross. I just would like to say I'm so grateful I have other people to talk about this with, so please, you know. <laughs> We're all we strange beings that love yes. poop. <laughs> but, so yeah, we they're trying to pin him for every single case, so the brownout, the poop pinata, and the fruit ninja. And while the lemonade was very suspicious for him to do, when they bring him back in and he makes this what we're being told is a false confession, they try and make him do these things of like, okay, how'd you do the poop pinata? How'd you do this shit launcher? And he couldn't do it. Well, you know what was really fascinating? So they've always kind of marketed this. It's on Netflix. This is the mockumentary of Making a Murderer uh, mm-hmm. vibe. And if you've watched Making a Murderer, it's really sad. He has a nephew named Brendan uh, on Making a Murderer, and this really happened, who essentially he was a kid, and the police just courted him and blamed him for everything, and he took the blame, and he was in prison until um, the show was released and he got out. But they were doing that with this character. They were really trying to mimic the tapes that we saw on Making a Murderer with like this specific storyline, which I thought was really funny. Not funny, but... It was interesting, and it, it took it a little far. For people that have watched both series, let me know what you think, because I think it was very on the nose. Mm-hmm. You know, I think the police, like we said earlier, were simply trying... They were over this shit. Like, they were literally over it, and they kept, like you mentioned, Veronica, they kept saying, oh, you know, how did you put the shirt in? Oh, you put it in like that? And then that would tell him, no, that's not how you do it. Or, you know, what kind of shit was it? In the mm-hmm. poop launcher. And he would say dog. And they, they would be like, are you sure? Yeah. Dog? And then he'd be like, cat. So they were literally feeding him the answers. They knew exactly what they were doing. They were out to get Kevin from the start. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about motive a little bit. Now, again, we've kind of already touched on this, where the police are convinced that it was Kevin because Kevin has a lot of history with being bullied, we go back to the shit-stained McLean story where we find out that he had grass stains on his pants and everyone just started calling him shit-stained McLean. But let's talk about, real quick, Tanner, his best friend's motive, because that is like that is what led police to even start really considering Kevin as a suspect. So that all kind of starts with Skip Day. Do we think that Tanner was trying to get back at him for potentially uh, calling the cops on skip day, like the police and Kevin and Sam suspect? Or do we think Tanner legitimately thought Kevin was involved? I think he thought he did it. If it's really his best friend, I don't think you'd be that angry enough to ruin a friendship of years. But it's like if your best friend commits a crime, then we'll... Which, I mean, obviously either way he did. But I, (laughs) I think he thought that he just actually did it. I kind of think it was payback in a way because the way they said it in the the show, the episode was that every single year, Kevin and Tanner made fun of Skip Day. They never did it. They always made fun of everyone who went. And then the one year Tanner decides to go, 
and then all of a sudden it's it blows up in his face, he automatically thinks it's Kevin because Kevin hates Skip Day. And I just think at in high school, you know, I, I feel like I've been there. I don't know about you guys. <laughs> Those things are like such a big deal to the point where he's like, I think he was just so mad, and then he got he got kicked out of their band and replaced by a middle schooler. <laughs> so I think at that point he just was like. I'm done with Kevin. Like, I'm going to show him what's up. And I think it was revenge. You know, I kind of agree with both of your points. I, I don't think maybe Tanner was that vindictive to try and do it for that specific purpose. Oh, I'm going to get back at Kevin. I do think there was a part of him that truly believed Kevin was involved because of the suspicious purchase. But, you know, there was also probably a part of him that was like, if I sell him out, I'm not going to be as... Guilt. I'm not going to feel as guilty as or upset because of the strange relationship that we have now. Yeah. And so let us, so we've got some pretty good evidence stacked up against Kevin, unfortunately. We've got the lemonade. We've got the strange purchase. We've got Tanner, his best friend, saying he did it. We've got the police creating this bullied narrative. But the one thing that pointed out by Kevin's grandma is if he did it, why would he shit himself? <laughs> that was great. The grandma was also one of the best parts of the season. She was just so amazing and funny. And I loved all of her reasoning. My grandson didn't do this. You know, I mean, and, and everything that she said, it was so good. Mm-hmm. She, I, I really fell for her. She was very funny, but poor, Ke- but uh, Kevin is just so mean to her. He's yeah. just so rude to her. And all she's trying to do is support him Mm -hmm. i guess but it's it brings up a valid point which kind of starts peter and sam off on this uh, investigation of really trying to find out who the turbler is and who did it because it makes sense if he did it why would he poop himself and that brings us into our second suspect but before we start talking about demarcus we have a very special announcement for everyone Hey, After Buzzers, our network produces after shows for nearly all of your favorite TV shows. From dramas, reality TV, sci-fi, and more, there is no network that works harder to serve television fans. But we need your help. We're asking that you please subscribe to one or more of our YouTube channels. By subscribing to our channel, YouTube will suggest content that is tailor-made for you, and you'll help AfterBuzz continue to grow. And if you're worried about those pesky notifications, don't be, because they are completely optional. So hit that subscribe button now for this channel, and check out other AfterBuzz TV YouTube channels as well. Let us know you did so in the comments, and we will thank you alive on the air. For now, thank you for being the best fans and for helping us be the ESPN of TV Talk. Thanks, Sam. All right, everyone. Demarcus Tillman. He is the star basketball player at St. Bernardine's and the person who actually brings Demarcus to light is Chloe because she claims the day before, I believe it was the day before the poop pinata, she saw the turd burglar card in his wallet. What do we, first of all, before we get into Demarcus and the wallet, what do we think of Chloe? She kind of, she's the one who reached out to Peter and Sam. She was once closer to Kevin and now she's really trying to step up and help him out and she's also going out on a limb from him basically going against the star player of the school I fell for it at first and I was like oh they have a real lead someone's telling them what's going on but then I thought to myself why is this girl doing this why is she going out of her way what has she done so I was suspicious 
I don't know. I kind of believed her the whole time. I felt like she was she felt bad about her relationship and Kevin's relationship when she moved um to the school from in fourth grade. She mentioned that, you know, Kevin sort of was her first friend and introduced her to everybody. And then she kind of drifted away. She became more popular. He got a little bit weird. And I think she genuinely genuinely felt bad. I think she genuinely felt bad. I think it does kind of, as an audience viewer, makes you question why she's getting involved now after so many years of being apart. But then you also kind of have to think of if she wasn't serious, she wouldn't be putting herself on the line like this. Because as you mentioned, Revet, this stuff in high school is can be very bad for you. It can, you know, give you, make people not be so kind to you. And the fact that she would go against their star basketball player would put a target on her back. So you kind of have to wonder at first why is she doing it, but then you kind of want to believe her because she wouldn't be putting herself out there. Unless you have something worse to hide. Mm. Ooh. I mean, those were just... Because it just depends, you know, why why are you coming out with this? And when people do, they know there are going to be repercussions, but if there's something bigger that you're hiding, I think. I don't know. That was just my opinion when I watched. <laughs> so, DeMarcus... Tillman, the star basketball player of St. Bernardine. What was our initial thoughts on him, his character? I love him. Um, he actually, the actor was on a show I did here at After Buzz a few months ago called Unreal, and he played a man like well into his 20s. So it was kind of interesting for me to be like, oh, he's in high school now. That was my first thought. I'm like, this boy is not in high school, but let's just try to put that aside. <laughs> I think he was a very funny caricature kind of of what high school athletes can be and what the people around them do to support them in hopes that they become these huge stars and yeah I just I thought overall he was very funny and I thought he was completely innocent because um I didn't think he would be smart enough to do anything like that and if he mess you know he just he's very keen on his body I think because he's an athlete and I just Mm -hmm. I don't think he'd do that my initial reaction of Demarcus Tillman was that he, first of all, is so cute. <laughs> Second, um, I loved him. I think he made the whole season. I mean, he embodies, you know, every high school athlete, but, you know, to a super exaggerated extent. And I love that he wasn't, also, you know, just the jock and the bully. He got along with everyone. He wanted to make everyone feel special. In his own weird way, he you know, talks down to people, Mm -hmm. like, about his friend. He'll be like, oh, he's just as important as me on the basketball team, even though he's not that good. So it's (laughs) sort of like a backhanded compliment. But in his mind, I really think, like, he's genuinely trying to be a good person. And Mm -hmm. I just love him for that. (laughs) Overall, I thought he was hilarious. I thought the acting was very well done. And I really enjoyed him. And I like how throughout the season – we keep going back to him and keep learning a little bit more about him because, as you mentioned, Sam, he kind of he does start out as this caricature of this basketball player. Everyone's supporting him, being very social, kind of getting away with everything. And but then, as the series goes on, you kind of start to learn more about like his friends and everything else that's going on in his life. I I do have to say, I'm just kind of thinking of this right now. I think maybe the thing that was missing that was in the first season that isn't in this is there's not a central suspect that they are trying to clear their name. So in a way, DeMarcus was possibly that person. But like how in the first season there was Dylan, you know, we had that guy. And I I think DeMarcus is kind of that guy. But I think that's in a way what we were missing, you know? You don't think 
Kevin was that person? I don't think he was relatable enough. I don't know. No, I think he was, uh, like I said, I think he was more of the, um, damn, he said the name so good. What was Al- it? Alex Tromboli. Alex Tromboli. <laughs> was more of Alex Tromboli of the, of the group. I think, for me, Kevin was more relatable than Dylan. Just because I, Dylan's character, I loved him in the first season, but I couldn't really relate to him at all. Kevin has that little weirdness to him that I felt I could relate to mm-hmm. more. So from my perspective, I, I did feel like Kevin was that character in this season. I mean, I de- it's very clear that they're trying to make Kevin like Dylan and that he is the person who, I mean, in opposite, in opposite of Dylan's case, he actually confessed to the crime, even though we learn is a false confession from yeah. him. But the show is very clearly trying to make Kevin the Dylan. They're trying to exonerate Kevin's name. I guess it does just go back to of which, if like like you were saying, Sam, like who do you relate to more? Yeah. Or like who do you feel is like more of the Dylan? Could it be Kevin or could it be DeMarcus? That's a good question for our audience in the YouTube comments. Let us know. Who do you think is kind of more like Dylan in terms of relatability? Is it DeMarcus or Kevin? But let's talk about Demarcus's motive because we know with Kevin again the police were trying to pin him out to be this bullied kid but Demarcus has would have a completely different motive that Peter is completely convinced by like he thinks without what 100% without a doubt that Demarcus is the turd burglar mm-hmm. and it's because of it would be a prank he could just get away with what did we think of this motive Pretty crappy thing to do, especially when you're so popular. Um, <laughs> but I, I thought maybe if he was a jerk, he would have to be a real kind of psychopath because he would have to have two different faces in a way. The person that he, you know, everyone thinks he is, this nice, you know, popular kind of athlete, or the other guy that would just be a jerk that just wants to make people poop their pants. And I don't think it completely mirrored the character we saw, but then someone could be a complete psycho Mm -hmm. and just have those two faces. Yeah, I don't think Peter's theory is on point at all. I mean, DeMarcus has it all, and he is very transparent about the fact that, you know, he loves his school, he loves his classmates, he is the star basketball player, his... His GPA magically went up when he joined the basketball team. Hmm, I wonder what. <laughs> no. Zoology. <laughs> <laughs> it's very apparent that this school is rooting for DeMarcus. I don't think he has a motive, and I don't think Peter's way of thinking about that is right. Mm-hmm. I, I think if they didn't kind of give background on the – Sir fucks a lot issue with Perry Coleman. I don't think that motive would have been as compelling. If that didn't be, if that wasn't brought up, I would have like thrown it out the window because yeah, it doesn't make sense because that's Demarcus seems too happy and too has too much on the line to kind of say you know what I want to do this very elaborate prank. But when Peter does bring find out that. Harry Coleman did the Sir Fucks a lot thing, and he also was an athlete who got away with it. It did make the motive seem a little bit more likely. Mm-hmm. Not necessarily that it could very well happen. It still seemed very skeptical, but it he did he molded it in a way that it made a little bit more sense. What do we think? Yeah, I mean, and kids are immature, and it definitely could have been that. But I just think that he had too much on the line just in general to do it and i i don't know i didn't i didn't buy, i didn't buy it at all i agree with you and you know like you said demarcus has 
too much on the line. Yes, he may want to, you know, get all the attention and outshine the Sir Fuxalot prank, but I don't think he would risk it all just to have a few laughs and make some people poop their pants. <laughs> a lot of people. A but lot of people. <laughs> another thing that Kevin brings up is that athletes at there is this idea that athletes at St. Bernardine can get away with whatever they want because Perry very well got away with his prank. So Peter very well thinks that DeMarcus maybe had it in his mind that he knew he could get away with it. So maybe it doesn't matter if he thinks he's risking it all. That's yeah. actually, I mean, it makes sense only because also DeMarcus did have access to places that other students don't. And that goes back to his privilege as a great athlete. And that's the only thing that sort of makes me wonder, like, well, you're right. He he might have known that he can go, get away with this, and he has access to the cafeteria. Everybody loves him. And maybe uh, that that's the only thing that, that tells me he might have been able to do it. That's a really good point that you brought up, Rivette, about his access. Because with Kevin, Kevin has no access. But in this series, we learned that DeMarcus has access a lot to the school. He's very cool with the kitchen staff. He is an athlete, so he has access to the locker room where the shit launcher was. He is in Miss, Mon- M- Miss Montgomery's classroom. So he everywhere that these attacks happened, he had access to. Again, adding to Peter's theory that he seems like the more likely suspect. So I think I just thought he was being framed because he's so easy to be framed because he does have access to all of these things. So, Oh, yeah, that's interesting because mm-hmm. when I watched this initially, I didn't think that. I didn't think that there could be a possible framing motive in the series. But I like that you brought that up. It's an interesting point. Yeah, Sam, I agree because he is the most popular. He has, you know, the most Instagram followers. He has a bigger target on his back. So your point that he could be framed I think is very valid (laughs) and then real quickly let's go over Grayson Wentz because he was brought up in the situation where you know because DeMarcus is an athlete they can get away with anything and people like Grayson Wentz who does a couple of what they say funny tweets gets expelled and like Kevin because he's the awkward kid gets expelled what did we think of this narrative with Grayson kind of getting expelled because he was not the top athlete um, I, I did feel bad for him. I didn't, I thought that, I honestly think, okay, this is a stereotype, but it's not nice, but it's just because I had a jerk boyfriend in high school who was an athlete and he was not very smart. I don't think any of the athletes are smart enough to pull this off, but there obviously could be the very smart one, and that's just a very stereotypical thing I said. But I will say that I just think athletes have more things to do. Their time than- is more consumed, yeah. I guess, yeah. Whatever this person, whoever did this, it took a lot of planning, took a lot of time, and, you know, these guys are doing sports all the time. Mm -hmm. That's true. I mean, when you are an athlete, especially when you're in high school trying to get scouted by, you know, college Mm -hmm. teams, you don't have that time. I definitely agree with you. And it, it looks like, oh, you know, he's an athlete, so he doesn't get repercussions for what he's he may or may not do. And other students do. But at the end of the day, I don't think that's what it comes down to. I mean, even though, like you said, they are athletes to Marcus, I just don't think there's enough evidence against him. Mm-hmm. I mean, both both suspects 
they Peter and Sam build very compelling cases against. And I guess to kind of wrap up our final thoughts on these two suspects, I just pose one question to you ladies. At this point in the series, do we think motive was to be you know, to get back as a kind of revenge? Or do we kind of lean more towards Peter? Motive was maybe just someone trying to get a good laugh. I kind of thought it was a combination of the two, that they're pissed off at the school, they're pissed off at people, just everybody, kind of. But also, wouldn't this be funny? Mm -hmm. And it would make them feel good, and like I said, you know... This show makes me not want to put laxatives in anybody's drink. I will say that. So thank God. I'm for, glad it's turned you around. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see. Don't piss me off, guys. We'll get an update later. <laughs> I think initially it was sort of an act of revenge. And then, like you said, you know, I think it was a mixture of both. So initially they were like, you know, what can we do to get back at the school, to get back at the students, at the whole system? And then they turned it into something funny. And, you know, whoever did it, I don't think they thought it would be this bad, like somebody would get expelled. I think they just wanted revenge and wanted to do something funny, and that was what they thought of. And they're in high school. They're young. They're stupid. They don't, Mm -hmm. you know, really think things through 100%. Because I didn't think they'd think it would be this big of a deal. But they kept on doing it. They had a lot of plans. They, <laughs> yeah, they kept true. going. Yeah, true. See, I mean, they uh, the whole Instagram and social media thing, I'm like, well, they had a <laughs> big plan here. Mm-hmm. I agree. I felt like this was done out of, re- out of revenge. And I felt like whoever the turd burglar is clearly did not care who took the heat for it. And I definitely thought it was a revenge-type motive. Now... The American Vandal Season 2 is all about poop, and there are actually some pretty crazy real-life poop stories, poop true crime stories, have you, out there. But before we get into that, I just want to take a moment to remind all of our viewers about iTunes. So, of course, you can always watch us on YouTube, and you can comment there, join our live chat, and discuss along with us. But if you can't make it to iTunes, you can always take us with you on the, uh, excuse me, if you can't catch us on YouTube... You can always uh, take us with us on the go to iTunes. So please go there, rate, review, and subscribe. It lets our producers know that you like our content and allows us to keep talking about poop. Yes, which we like. (laughs) So I basically am just going to read this entire article. It is from 2015, but it's from very close to my hometown of Cleveland, Ohio. And uh, Akron, Ohio Police, which is where LeBron is from, by the way, Police seek man who defecated on 19 cars. Serial pooper, no laughing matter for Ohio police. For the past three years, so this was happening since 2012, residents of a quiet Akron, Ohio neighborhood say they've been terrorized by a man defecating on cars and even children's front yard toys. But early Wednesday, a diligent neighbor who set up a time-lapse camera managed to catch the suspect with his pants down and turned over the photographic evidence to police. Akron authorities have released the image of the so-called bowel movement bandit. (laughs) I really do think, by the way, American Vandal definitely got some, uh, season two, got some inspiration from this story. Who they say has pooped on at least 19 parked cars in driveways in the city's Castle Homes neighborhood. The resident who set up the camera told NBC affiliate WKYC that the suspect has struck the family's car at least eight times since the fall. I was questioning my son. Who do you have that's mad at you, said the resident, who did not want to be named. 
People were pointing fingers all over the place. Another resident poo-pooed the man's behavior as disturbing and bizarre. My mother-in-law walked out of our house one day, and the kid's front yard slide had been sanitized. Rob Bernson told WKYC he added that neighbors have been playing the blame game for months, casting suspicions on one another. But the photograph of the suspect in the act has relieved residents and offered a break in the case. This photo shows this guy bent over on the hood, pants to ankles defecating on the car, Akron police says, told the station, we need to know who this person is. So, yeah, I mean, I think they found him a couple years ago. uh, And wow. I I was just so proud of you know like my hometown of Ohio. So. Wait, was he pooping on one person's car or just any car? It was in the neighborhood. It was, uh, but I think that he specifically targeted one house, but it was all around. See, I'm a little surprised that in the three years that this was going on, no one just kind of stumbled upon the act happening. I think it was late when people were sleeping. I would assume. <laughs> so this is like real life. Like this happened. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> it's in. And what happened to him? I'm not sure. I mean, oh hopefully God. he's having a shitty life. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Why they call him the the bandit? The they, they said yeah. The okay, so they bandit? they called the, him the bowel the, bandit, <laughs> uh, serial pooper, and then yeah, it was uh, a bowel movement bandit because they probably couldn't bandit. say poop. So did he live in that neighborhood? We don't know. I don't know. Oh, my goodness. If anyone... What is your motive? <laughs> well, you know, he just, when you got to go, you got to go. And it just doesn't matter where, you know? <laughs> oh, gosh, that is hysterical to think that that is actually real life. And there's more, you guys. There's so many more stories like this. It's crazy. I don't know about you guys, but I never, well, I mean, I'm sure that it has crossed my mind, but I never really thought to think of, like, real-life poop stories since the, until the show came out. I have. Really? I'm (laughs) sure. Like, yeah, how do I get back at someone? I'm going to poop on their car. Well, okay, uh, there's also something called, I I guess I'm not going to say the website because I don't want to promote this, even though it's hilarious, but you can send a poop as though it's all, you're getting like a FabFitFun box kind of thing. Oh my God! And and you can purchase it online and there's elephant, gorilla, um, human, and it has different things and you can pay for it and there's testimonials on the website. Uh, We'll read them during our next episode because actually some of them are hilarious of everyone blaming each other, like who sent it, who did it. And it's something that you can actually do. And I think there's a couple of these websites, but I, I'm just familiar with the one. I've never used it. <laughs> never. My wow. my family and friends tell me, like, it's really bad karma. So, Oh, my goodness. People must be either have a huge sense of humor or really be mad at someone to, <laughs> and to pay to, to buy pay. poop and send it to someone. Yeah. Like, now there's, like, glitter things. Everyone goes, oh, the glitter thing is that. I'm like, no, it's actual poop. And, uh, yeah, there, it's a prank. It is, wow. it is what it is. Let, let me know if you guys know about this in the comments. I'm sure some people do. Crazy. <laughs> Crazy I have life. no words. I'm cringing. I know. If somebody sent me a bag of poop, I would just cry. Like, I would cry for, Imagine like, three days Imagine if it was, a, what was it, gorilla? Gorilla poop? <laughs> yeah. Oh, my elephant. God. No. God. <laughs> I can't imagine elephant poop would even fit in a box. Oh. It's a big box. It's a very uh. large box. I told you it's like a fab fit fun box, which you know what that is. It's literally oh, bigger man. than my computer, so. Wow. Okay. <laughs> Good to know that there are these kinds of things out there. All right, great. 
Well, ladies, before we do a send-off, I just have one final question. At this point in the series when we were watching, were we leaning more towards Kevin's theory of DeMarcus or Sam's theory that it was still Kevin at this point? I mean, if I had to choose between the two, I would have chosen Kevin, but I still thought that the turd burglar was yet to be truly introduced to us in a formal way. Mm Mm-hmm. I agree. I do not think in any way that it was DeMarcus, and I don't think it's Kevin either, but if I had to choose at this point, I would choose Kevin. (laughs) Not to sound like a broken record, but I also (laughs) agree. I feel like the evidence lines up with Kevin really well, but I do think, obviously, there was more that needed to be investigated because there were parts of the story that just didn't line up. Well, everyone, unfortunately, that is all the time that we have for today. Thank you so much for tuning in to the first part of our American Vandal Season 2 After Show. Ladies, where can the fans find you on the social media? I am at Rivette Sorrel. And you guys can find me at SamD43 on Twitter and Instagram and at uh, SamDavidsEntertainment.com. And again, I'm Veronica Lentz. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at it's me, Veronica underscore B. You can also catch me Tuesdays. I do the Good Doctor After Show at 7 p.m. Be sure to tune in this Wednesday, same time at 8, as we go over our next group of suspects. Until then, we'll see you later. Bye. Bye. Our founder, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and me, Maria Menounos, would like to thank you for tuning in to AfterBuzz TV. Remember, we're not just the first, we're the biggest in the world, and we're the only destination for all your favorite TV shows. Whatever you crave, we've got it. So go to AfterBuzzTV.com and check out our lineup. Buzz you later. (laughs) The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.